What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. We have a very interesting guest. Her name is Christina Ray Stanton. She is the author of Out of the Shadows, 9-11, licensed tour guide of the 9-11 site, and also a resident of the financial district where that catastrophe happened. Christina, thank you for joining us today. I think you have a lot of um, stories to tell the audience that, uh, you know, it's a good reminder of what happened. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina, and I'm actually from Florida originally, and I moved up to New York City in 1993 when I was 23 years old, and I've lived there ever since. So, yeah, when I um, got married in 2000, um, my husband and I ended up finding an apartment um, kind of to start off our married life in the financial district. And up to then, I'd always lived in Times Square, very happy to live in Times Square. I remember when he said, hey, I found this great apartment in the financial district. And I was like, who lives in the financial district? That's for banks and for Right. Or finance companies, not exactly a residential community. And it it really wasn't then. It's a little bit more now. But um, but when he showed me the apartment, I was like, ding, 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 right? Yeah. Because it had this wonderful terrace on the 24th floor that oh. actually overlooked the World Trade Center complex. And I don't know about you, but I love outdoor spaces. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of rare in the city. And oh, I was like, sure. oh, my God, this is awesome. So fell in love with the apartment. And um, so we set up shop there and loved the new neighborhood. I mean, I was already familiar with the neighborhood yeah. because I've been a licensed New York City tour guide since 1995. So I was very familiar, but, but from a tour guide perspective of what I could tell tourists, not really like, where's the local bar that I like? Yeah. Or where's the local restaurant that's you know, gonna be my favorite? So just was really enjoying settling down to our new neighborhood and just a new marriage, right? So that morning of 9-11, I was still asleep and my husband was awake kind of working on the computer when all of a sudden um, our, our building shook. So okay. the first flame coming into the North Tower actually shook our building. Wow. And my husband ran out into the terrace just wondering what that was. I understand we were exactly south of the Twin Towers. So that first plane came from north to south and lodged into the tower. So we, we didn't see anything on our side. Right, right. right. So he came, shook me awake, come on, something's happened, something terrible's happened. We ran out into the terrace and we saw flames on either side of the building. And we just thought um, a bomb had been brought in. Somebody had snuck a bomb in there. We weren't sure at all. We did turn on the TV, found out that it was a plane. We thought it was a small plane that had gotten lost. And then we were literally just kind of shocked and watching this panoramic crazy. It was almost like a massive TV in front of us. When all of a sudden, out over our right-hand shoulder, the second plane came 500 feet above us, oh. went right in front of us, turned, and went into the building. Oh, and wow. crazy enough, we were in the the shock waves. It was kind of like a like a, 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 a like a actual a, a adventure movie. Action sure. movie literally blew us back into our apartment. The good news is, is we kept the terrace doors open. So we didn't hit the doors, let's say when we were when we were hit by the shockwaves, but it knocked knocked us out on oh, wow. our floor. And I woke up, had a little Boston Terrier. I ha- I woke up with with the dog who was literally jumping on my torso in terror. Yeah. And, and some of the you know those early thoughts were jumbled. I was just kind of trying to collect myself. I remember my yeah. husband saying, "Do you want to take your shoes? Do you want your shoes?" I was thinking shoes. You know why would I want shoes? 
anyway, we got up and ran down the 24 flights. And, you know, from where we lived, it was this building called 21 West. Okay. We were south. So if, so if your inner alarm is ringing, all you're thinking is, how do I get the furthest away from danger, right? Right, sure. Yeah. sure. For us, where we were, the, the furthest away was Battery Park. Okay. So have, have, uh, are you are you very familiar with? with I'm company? kind of familiar. I've been all, I've been all over the East Coast, but like you know, it's been a while. But I I know Battery Park. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of people know Battery Park because that's where you get the the uh, ferries to the Statue of Liberty. Right. So we kind of ran down there, but that's also the very end of the island, meaning you're surrounded by water at yeah. that point. You know, like the Hudson, the East River, and the New York Harbor. Right. Mm -hmm. So we thought we were safe, but as it turns out, we were actually trapped. Because yeah. when those both of those buildings came down, they covered us with dust and debris. Oh. And you know, a lot of people weren't don't you know know that the fires were actually very strong. Winds were blowing the smoke south and it was hitting the ground. So literally a cloud of black smoke enveloped the park. So now oh, wow. we're covered with dust and debris, we're surrounded by black smoke, and my husband and I actually say goodbye to each other oh, because that's that's just where we where we thought we were at. Right. We actually saw people pitch themselves into the New York Harbor and try to swim to Governor's Island, which is the closest land. Right. Wow. So it's crazy. We saw all these crazy, horrifying, terrifying, you know, the sights that you think you see in a, like a horror movie. Yeah. And um, so we were just kind of running around trying to find air pockets in which to breathe, and you know, along with a couple of thousand other people, it's only a twenty-five acre park it's not like right, there's right. a lot of places to run we're kind of just just you know flat out stuck and trapped and then all of a sudden I look out on the water and I see all of these boats coming up the Hudson and I wasn't sure what happened but they they, they came over to Battery Park and, and this little area called Battery Park City which is a residential community right above Battery Park and they started coming up to the seawall and people started, you know, boarding them. Okay. And these boats actually took everybody off of Manhattan okay. and planted them, you know, in Brooklyn, went up the Hudson, upper Manhattan. Our particular boat that we got on was a white New York uh, waterway boat and it dropped us off in Jersey City. Okay. And I didn't know this until years later, but it's done that it was basically the Coast Guard who had let out a CB radio call saying, Hey, any, anybody who owns a boat, captain of a boat, boat ownership, boat operator, come and start plucking people off of Manhattan. And yeah. it's, the lar it's considered the largest boat evacuation in history, like larger yeah. than Dunkirk, you know, during World War II. It's, it's sure. crazy. And um, so um, I didn't know that for years. I just saw a boat. We got on it and we yeah. were safe. But we, we really didn't get back into our apartment and situated until the next January. Holy cow. So, yeah. So it was, it was this crazy odyssey. And for us, it just kind of went on and on in the yeah. sense that, like, we have a dog. I, I love, you know about you, I love animals, and, and our dog got sick. Well, right? Look at you. Oh, my gosh. He even looks like our dog. Well, <laughs> uh, in the black and white sense, right? So we had this Boston Terrier. But it almost killed our dog because, uh, you know, you know how, how animals are when yeah. they're covered with junk. Yeah. They try to lick themselves to clean themselves. Yeah. Well, we now was in that dust. It was ground up glass and shredded wood. Oh, blah, right. Blah. Well, it shredded his insides. Oh my God. I know. No. So he clung to life, um, you know, for, for months. Uh, my husband went to Clemson. I uh, was really close to his fraternity brothers. One of his fraternity brothers died. 
and we had PTSD. It just kind of went on and on and sure. on. Sure. And, um, and you know, that's what I talk about in, in the, in the book that I wrote. And I, I talk about it from the, the perspective of a resident, because, you know, when, when I think a lot of people, when they think of 9-11, they think of the planes, they think of the towers, not as much about the, the 25,000 of us who lived in the, the nearby communities right. who were affected, like with, with the six pets and not being able to get back, being displaced, not being able to get right. back into the home. So um, I just kind of put my voice out there just as another angle, just to kind of complete the 9-11 picture that people have. Sure. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Ho, 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 ladies. The holidays came early, not only for you, but for your man here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Also, this awesome refined cologne. It smells so sexy. My man loves it. I love him wearing it, especially after he's all clean-shaven, using the lawnmower 4.0, and trimming those nasty nose hairs and those ear hairs. You know, you know what I'm saying, ladies? It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's right, ladies. 20% off and free shipping with the code LABELFREE20 at manscaped.com. Thank you for that quick break, Christina. What, can you tell us a little bit about your book and the premise of it? Because I mean, I think that it, I mean, and it's a, a, you did very well with your book, right? Yeah, yeah, it's done well. It's won some awards. It's actually sold it's sold pretty well. And to tell you the truth, I, like, I don't make any money off of it. I actually have a nonprofit that I established four years ago and all the money goes to that for my pet projects that, um, of work that I do overseas. But um, primarily for orphans, actually. So I, oh, yeah, I that's I, amazing. It was it was really cathartic to write it. It was, um, but again, um, I'm a, I'm a licensed New York City tour guide, and I've been given tours, you know, since 1995 when I when I took the the, the tour guide exam. And you know, after 9/11, I was struck by I felt there was a lot of stories that hadn't been uh, put out there by the media. I wasn't sure, sure why. Uh, I was there was no blame about it. But I've kind of almost done my own litmus test of what people know and what they don't know uh, about 9-11 and all the tours that I give, right? So yeah. it's kind of a compilation of what I felt were little known stories or they're known to New Yorkers. They just didn't seem to make their way around America. So it's kind of a collection of stories. Um, uh, and then our, my own story or our, my husband and I are kind of woven into that. So my, my first idea, honestly, was to just do a, a compilation of little what i consider little known stories when you say little known stories little known stories around 9-11 and people and 9-11 that... thank oh, you okay. thank you for right now like like the boat, boat evacuation okay. a lot of people are just not aware of that oh no, i never and, I didn't hear that yeah right, right right it's just one of those best kept secrets that doesn't need to be a secret to tell you the truth because it's it's a lovely heartwarming story yeah about how um you know almost 800 people yeah. in the maritime industry around New York City came together, they volunteered. Some, some of them brought canoes. Wow, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now as you're telling me this. It's, I'm just amazing. Like, it's amazing. So, um, and by the way, just, just throwing it out there that um, there is a 10 minute documentary out about it called Boat Lift and it's narrated by Tom Hanks. But it's like a great intro into what that whole thing was. So just 10 minutes, Tom Hanks is really great. But um, so it's things like, um, you know, the pets, you know, our dog almost dying. A lot of people aren't familiar with kind of like those 
those kind yeah. of stories. But actually, like our next door had two golden retrievers. They died instantly. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. I would. And be- you know what? There hasn't been like a, a dedicated um, study on on pets who died. Uh, it was just a lot of hearsay. I'd go to the dog uh, park. Our, our local dog park in Battery Park City and everybody would be talking about, oh, this schnauzer died or remember that dog who used to come here, he's dead too. It's just, you know, like, um, you know, because dogs are close to the ground. They breathed yeah. in that, that, that noxious, you know, toxic dust yeah. and it killed them, you know? And so it's just, you know, is that an important story to tell? Uh, I is, see- and he asked my dog, is he saying, yes, it's an important story. He's so- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daddy, he's like, you love to make an appearance. So knock it off. <laughs> But I mean, it's really true. Again, it just helps complete the story of the broader story of 9-11. And also it's kind of, uh, you know, for people who don't really, who maybe haven't been to Manhattan, um, you know, haven't, you know, they, they were born after the whole towers and, and, you know, who were born after the whole thing happened, maybe they would understand a dog dying or being homeless because we were homeless for two weeks, you know, or uh, the boat evacuation. So I just, I, it's always my bid to try to get people connected to the, the, the idea. Like for instance, when I bring um, tourists to the 9-11 memorial, I take them straight to my husband's front where he is listed on the memorial. And I have pictures of him. I had met him yeah. too. Um, you know, like um, here's, you know, it's not just the name, you know, right. on the site. You know, here's this guy. He went running with the bulls in Spain. He did like five marathons. And just trying to connect up like, yes. you know, this was a real event. It really happened. It was really that horrible. And, you know, but for the grace of God, you know, we were not in that wrong place at the wrong time. You right, know? right. And, and you're bringing, you're bringing like some real life to it when you're, when you're showing pictures, you know, it, it right. allows people to connect a little bit more like, wow you know, you're putting a face to a name, whereas all there's just names, you know, and and that's amazing that you do that. Um, So in your, on your website, you know, it's that you're saying that we're coming up on the 20 year anniversary of the birth attack on U.S. soil, and you wanted to provide an opportunity to re-engage the public with information about 9-11. So with a unique new voice. So how, how are you doing that right now? Besides like being a guest on my, on my podcast. Well, you know, since the 20th anniversary is coming up, I've been writing a lot of articles um, uh, and, and, and pitching them, you know, there's going to be one in the LA times and, and uh, I have uh, quite a few that are coming out. And again, it's, it's kind of just, just small stories of of the individual stories that, that are, that's in my book. And again, just, you know, there's a lot of ways to still educate. I mean, I actually, I do um, quite a few podcasts, but, but really it's about, um, I'm a writer primarily. I like to express myself through writing. Sure. And, you know, since I'm out of work, because um, you know that all of the, the tour guides in New York City and in other cities are out of work. Did you know that affected 400,000 workers in New York City? Yeah. I mean, that, it's a huge, huge um, loss, you know, yeah. so um uh, it's just just my bid to, to to keep people educated in the way that I that I can. You know, some some let's say tour guides or whatever are continuing their stories by sure. uh, making virtual tours. Oh no! Nice. Writing articles is my virtual tour. That's as close as I get to that. Hey man, you got to do where your strong suit is. I don't know if exactly. I want to do the virtual tour myself. That sounds like a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 my, not my dog. Not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I love it. I know I feel like in light of everything that's happened this last year, just to be reminded as, as a, you know, as a, 
as a country of some of the things that have happened here. And that was one major thing that happened. And I feel like we're losing sight of, of, you know, what we're all with this whole COVID that's happened. I know you wrote a, a book in faith in the face of COVID as well. Yeah. Um, that a lot of people are losing sight of what our country is built on and some of the things that we've overcome, you know, and even like, you know, just like the value that we've put on our, our, you know, our military and our service heroes. It's just, it's just, it really irks me, <laughs> really irks me a little bit, but um, we, you want to talk about, you know, we, we've got a few more minutes left, but do you want to talk about your, you have a new book that you, that you released faith in the face of COVID. Um, yeah. What, what that's, what is that all about? Well, I, I talk about in the book that, that in March of last year, in 2020, I contracted COVID in, in New York. And, you know, those were the bad months, March and yeah. April. That's when I they know. had the huge amount of deaths, especially the deaths in Queens. So it was early. Um, people were unprepared. Um, and, and I caught a, a very bad case. I was hospitalized twice. And I was told that I had a 50% chance of surviving. Oh, wow. And to this day, I do have long haul you know, syndrome, what they call and, and, and I suffer lingering symptoms from that. And, you know, I wait, actually, wait, what is that? I, I don't know what that is. What is that? Long haul, that's it. That's, you know, if you have a, a case of COVID, there are lingering symptoms that can continue. So for instance, I have nerve um, damage. I have, I still haven't regained my sense of taste and smell even a year later. Oh, wow. I have disrupted sleep, but there are just, there's different re uh, ways that it's, in, it's, you know, in, ingratiated itself into my system that is still with me today. Yeah. And, but I, I talk, I actually talk about 9-11 and of how um, I was so young and kind of unprepared for suffering and how when COVID happened, kind of felt a little bit more prepared for it. You sure. know, that, that one calamity kind of fed into another for me. And not that that COVID was any fun or a cakewalk was actually very scary because that was a, that was a health um, calamity. That was a health issue that was different from, you know, an exterior kind of, um, su you know, suffering and, and concern about your, your physical safety. This right. was, you know, interior. So it was, it was, it was definitely the actual you know, situation was definitely different, but, uh, you know, drawing from the strength that, that I, I felt like I gained from 9-11 really helped me during my fight with COVID because that was, it was pretty scary. And your body is essentially erupting and mine was certainly shutting down. Oh. And so I, I do have, um, um, a, a couple of things that, 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 um, I did not only to kind of keep me alive, but keep me mentally just kind of there and thinking through things without, um, with, without uh, some of the extreme concern, worry and, and uh, real like PTSD that I got after 9-11. Uh, so, but yeah, I just talk about my COVID experience. And also gotta say when I, when it came out, um, there was a lot of honestly COVID deniers. And I, I really actually thought that coming out with a book on COVID was my voice putting out there that this is real and it's awful. And here's how it can play out because I go through all my symptoms, how I got it, what it felt like play by play. I just, I wanted to make it more real because at the time there was quite a few people who were like, Oh, it's nothing. And yeah. So at any rate. Well, thank you for sharing that. Where can the audience uh, find your books, find you all that good stuff. Can you uh, quit, drop your links really quick? Yeah, Chris, uh, Christina um, yep. uh, Christina, R-A-Y-S-T-A-N-T-O-N. And, um, but yeah, my books are on Amazon and 
but yeah, I mean, I, I love to hear from people. People write me a lot and say, you know, somebody wrote me today and said, I'm, I've got COVID, it's really bad. And, you know, I gave them some of, some of my tips that worked for me when the, when the fear kind of set in. And because yeah. uh, he's actually been told he might not survive either. Oh, and um, so I, I like to hear from people. And I like to think that, you know, maybe in, in some small way, um, some things that helped me has helped other people through my books. I love that. Awesome. Well, Christina, thank you for being a guest today. Are there any last words of wisdom or advice you'd like to leave with the audience? Just, you know what? Um, I, I love that quote from Tom Hanks's mom about, um, uh, sorry, Tom Hanks actually um, tweeted it. You might've heard when he got COVID, but it's um, actually Mr. Rogers. Um, his Supposedly his mother said, you know, when you're, when you're um, suffering or when something's happening to you, look for, look for the helpers. Yeah. Right. So I love that thought that, you know, when you need it, look for people to help you. There yeah. are people who are hardwired to help. Yeah. And if you can't find someone, be that person, you know, because we need help. We need to rely on each other. And, you know, you want to be that person that, that people come to, to help as well, because we need each other. I actually believe I'm still alive today for, for the people who were there for me to, to, to walk and talk me out of things. And so, um, so be a helper and look for the helpers. I, it has been something that's been very important to me. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow all that great stuff. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.